This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, April 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's data lines. Newsom updates climate plan. IPCC sees promise for ag. USDA helps fund new COVID aid. Newsom updates plan for adapting to climate extremes. The Newsom administration yesterday unveiled a new update to the state's climate adaptation strategy. The report organizes 150 actions from existing plans under six central priorities with new metrics for success and timeframes for completion. It focuses on nature-based solutions, vulnerable communities, economic resilience, and protecting public health against climate risk. Building the resiliency of these natural systems is key to our ability to continue to produce healthy, nutritious, California-grown foods, said CDFA Secretary Karen Ross at a press conference. Now, keep in mind, as one of the action items in the plan, the administration lists its goal of reducing the use of conventional pesticides. This is despite Cal EPA Secretary Jared Blumenfeld acknowledging last week that the agency has no evidence that pesticides are an important source of climate emissions. Farm Bureau hires Karen Ross Science Advisor. The California Farm Bureau's hired the science advisor to CDFA Secretary Karen Ross to lead its research efforts. Amrith Gutiscara will direct science and research for the California Bountiful Foundation, which compiles scientific data on agriculture, water, and the environment. Science and agriculture are the bedrocks of our society and our state, said Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson, adding that hiring Gutiscara presents a tremendous opportunity. The former research scientist has grown to be a prominent spokesperson for CDFA's climate and sustainability programs as the state focuses more intensely on the role of natural and working lands in climate change. He testified last week to the Air Resources Board on how California's dairy farms have reduced greenhouse gas emissions by significantly improving production efficiency, constructing dairy digester facilities, and adopting new manure management practices. IPCC, large-scale carbon cuts possible from ag. A new report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says humanity has to act quickly to reduce CO2 emissions and that agriculture can help address the problem within limits. A summary for policymakers says measures to reduce emissions in agriculture, forestry, and land use can deliver large-scale greenhouse gas emission reductions and enhanced removals, but cannot fully compensate for delayed action in other sectors. There also are ag and forestry products that can substitute for more carbon-intensive products, the report notes. The report cautions that while emerging technologies for reducing methane and nitrous oxide emissions in ag show promising results, they are still constrained by cost, the diversity and complexity of agricultural systems, and by increasing demands to raise agricultural yields and increasing demand for livestock products. The reaction? Well, the Environmental Defense Fund, a founding member of the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance, responded to the report by calling for, quote, a rapid full-scale effort to reduce methane pollution from all sources. Fellow FACA founding member, the Nature Conservancy, stressed the potential for progress from the AFOLU sector 
by combining reforestation with the restoration of croplands, wetlands, and mangroves. Ag Research Panel seeks pollinator experts. A federal advisory committee focused on ag research seeking nominations for a new subcommittee on pollinators. The National Agriculture Research, Extension, Education, and Economics Advisory Board asked for nominations by May 31st at a federal registered notice published today. Ukrainian farmers planting spring crops in most regions. Farmers in 21 of Ukraine's 24 regions have begun planting spring wheat, barley, and other crops. That according to the Ukrainian consulting firm APK Inform. Farmers are in the field early this year, but they'll be producing less, according to the firm, citing Ukraine's Ministry of Agrarian Policy and Food. The ministry expects farmers to plant 33.2 million acres in Ukrainian-controlled territories this year. That, according to APK, that's an 8.6 million acre drop from last year. Unspent USDA funds to help pay for COVID package. A bipartisan deal on a new COVID aid package paid for in part by rescinding $1.6 billion in unspent USDA funding. The money was originally provided to the department through the CARES Act and the American Rescue Plan. Another $900 million would come from the Small Business Administration's Economic Injury Disaster Loans, the White House has endorsed the new bill. Senator favors fiber over satellite. Senator Deb Fisher, the Nebraska Republican, says funding for rural broadband issues should go to providing more fiber connections to residents rather than subsidizing satellite service. Fisher, who's a member of the Senate Commerce Committee, says she's concerned that satellite systems will benefit areas that already have broadband. Unserved areas are where the investment must be made, she said in a webinar hosted by the American Enterprise Institute. Fisher also believes states need to better organize their broadband programs in light of the funding they'll get through the bipartisan infrastructure law. Keep in mind, Elon Musk's SpaceX is rapidly deploying satellites to expand Internet service. Could CRP shrink further? Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is refusing to open the Conservation Reserve Program to cropping this year. In a letter to the National Grain and Feed Association, Vilsack says only about 1% of prime farmland is enrolled in the program. Notably, he suggests many landowners with expiring CRP contracts may not be re-enrolling their land this year. USDA has yet to announce the results of the latest general sign-up that closed last month. But 4 million acres are in expiring contracts, and Vilsack says in the letter, while our Farm Service Agency field offices are still finishing processing the general CRP offers, our data reflects the reality that with higher commodity prices, producers are not re-enrolling all these acres in CRP. The secretary says, quote, high prices for this year's crops will motivate producers to plant more acres of wheat, soy, and corn, the main limiting factors being weather and soil moisture conditions. There is no need to step in and adjust the program when producers themselves are making decisions based on market conditions and environmental realities. Keep in mind, it's not clear whether CRP will ultimately expand or contract this year because Vilsack doesn't say how much new land has been offered for enrollment. 
some acreage coming out of CRP this fall could conceivably be planted to winter wheat if there is market demand for it. Here's today's He Said It. Peace treaty? More like a partial and perhaps temporary ceasefire. That Cal Matters columnist Dan Walters on the new deal for voluntary agreements on Bay Delta flows. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, April 5th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.